it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. So let me hear the music, Colin. Take it away. Bing bong. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Good afternoon and welcome into the June 10th, 2022 edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10, brought to you in part by the Brown Funeral Home and Cremation, Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home that has probably served our area since 1880. Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, Avery Newport, Dylan Bishop, happy to have you with us. Colin, Nick, and I are back after uh, yesterday at the Martinsburg Bulldog Football Golf Classic. Uh, we had a fun time. Uh, I want to thank Avery and Dylan for doing such a great job yesterday. You got big comments, big compliments from the uh, mogul, Mike Hornby. Wow, that's uh, it's quite an honor, and uh, it, it was very fun. Glad, uh, glad that we got the chance to do it, and uh, you know, I think we're we were we were a pretty good team, pretty good duo, Dylan and I. So. And we didn't break anything. Yes, we didn't the studio is still standing. So, yep, it's a win in my book. You did say that at like twelve oh nine or whatever yesterday. I was like, you still got fifty minutes of a show to do. He very really could have jinxed us. Yeah, very could very could have <laughs> dodged a bullet. All right, well, we had some interesting fun times yesterday on the course. They said that they were a good team and didn't break anything, and for us, it's the exact opposite (laughs) from the golf course. Whoa, not everybody. There's video evidence of things being broken, too. On the golf course. Hey, hey, Mike Mike did did carry us. As per usual. As expected. As expected, yes. I would argue that Spencer and I got better from the last tournament to this tournament. Colin, I think you declined slightly. Oh, I 100% agree. Well, I think I got better maybe because I had some... Yeah, but you have a cooler uh, now, though. You got a cooler for your... Maybe I I got better because I had some some adult juices in my body. Maybe. Maybe that's why I got better. Sometimes it's like that. I don't know. I thought it was the new grips. Maybe that's why. And the new grips. It's the new grips. If we could get you some golf shoes... You would be Tiger Woods. I mean, I would because that, yeah. that my my like back right foot now, slips. Tiger Woods. Though. My like, back foot keeps slipping. Ago. All right. Well, we we had a bit of a destruction on, on the course yesterday. We're getting close to finishing, and and some destruction, Nick. Yeah, I really don't know what happened, but you know, we're lining up the shot and pull out the three wood and you know hit the ball, hit the maybe hit a little bit of the grass and the tee as well, but. You know, I found that ball. It went relatively far and also found my uh, golf club head. About, what, 15 feet away from the tee? No, not where I found the head. That'd be impressive if it went that far. <laughs> no, I thought it went oh, pretty wait. far. I, I was thinking of something else. I was thinking of the hole. I was like, if I hit the tee or the head went all the way 15 no, feet. No, I'm talking about hole, where? Yes, from the tee, about 15 feet probably. Yes. Uh, yeah, so... Need a new three wood if anybody would like to purchase me one. <laughs> My Venmo is Nick Verzellini. Very simple. I don't think you can donations. do that, Nick, but okay. Why right. can't I do that? You can. What's wrong I, with that? I guess you're right. Nobody's going to pur- purchase donation. I was about to say, that's his funny yeah. story. And what, Colin, I'm going to try to get a refund you. on it. For me? Yeah, what was a really funny story from you yesterday? For me. The whole day know. was just a funny story for you. Oh, your very first tee shot. Yeah, in the water on the Your first, very oh, first yeah. tee shot. Your very first tee shot. <laughs> first shot goes right in the water that's five feet in front of us. Speaking <laughs> of shots, I had a I had f- quite a few shots yesterday. That's also true. Yeah. My funny story probably was uh, 
can't remember what hole we were on. It's a family-friendly it, program here, Spencer, okay? Our hole is coming down shots. on one side yeah. there at Crest Creek, and we're getting onto our green. And there's a creek and there. on the other side of the creek. Stream, there's a stream at a pond, and on the other side is a, uh, another hole that people were teeing off from, and it is a... Coach Britt Sherman from Martinsburg Football and his uh, group of four. Which was interesting because the last I talked to him, he doesn't usually get the chance to play the tournament. He's usually running around on the cart talking to everybody. So it's pretty cool for him to be actually able to play that round yesterday. So his uh, tee shot came to our side. So Mike told me, hey, go help him out, pick up the ball, and throw it onto the green for him. So I pick up the ball go over trying to find a good angle to throw it on the green (laughs) throw the ball absolutely terribly bounces off a tree and into the water (laughs) and everybody's just staring at me like what did you just do (laughs) so then i got a new golf ball out of my bag and threw it across and he made it across that time that time it did make it across into the sand it was a fun time yesterday, though. Like if you number. didn't make it across in the second time, would you just left? Just would have put right on the spot? Yeah, I think that would have been the appropriate response. Yeah, that would yeah. have 100% been the appropriate response. I would have asked you to if I were there. Yeah. <laughs> I would have been like, Colin, nope, we're not associating with you. You literally just threw a ball away twice to the people that were doing the golf classic for. Yeah, you're no longer on salary. You're you're just... I think Mike would have fired you then. Joining Avery and I in the... Yeah. Ma- in the Welcome ma- to the part-time world. <laughs> <laughs> Back to where I started. But yeah, it was a fun time yesterday and uh, helped out the Martinsburg football program. As always, we'll be doing their games all this fall on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Um, yeah. Hey, what was your funniest, besides that, the funnest part of yesterday? I don't know. I think the first two holes, I think uh, actually being able to chip, I was happy with. Because the two uh, starting holes that we had, we used both of my uh, chip shots, which after the past uh, tournament that we were in there for FCA, my short game was what was terrible. And I thought that my driver and uh, medium game was the positive side, if you could consider anything a positive side out of our three golf games. but. Yeah, there were some bright spots. Nick, I would tend to agree with Colin as I had a few nice chips. Yeah, and my I think the highlight of the day, at least between Colin and I, is I think I had a, a chip that landed on the green, and Colin got us a birdie. That is true. Yeah, I think yeah. we did get one birdie. I had some pretty good drives yesterday. Uh, Mike let me use one of his drivers, and he said, "Don't even think about it, just shoot." And and that was your best shot. And that was probably my best shot of the day yesterday. And, yeah, but it was a fun time. And uh, next week, next Friday, what are, what are you guys doing? I'll be on vacation next week for everybody that's listening. You won't hear me see me next week. Uh, but Colin, Nick, taking over the reins of the drive with Avery and Dylan. Next Friday, a special show, though. Yeah, we learned that the uh, Martinsburg football team is going to be doing a uh, seven-on-seven tournament. So we will be doing the sports mix from uh, Coborn Field. Potentially a two-hour edition of the sports. Yeah, we'll have to figure that out. Talk with more uh, logistics, Mike. Figure out logistics. How many teams are going to be there? But we will do our best to uh, interview some coaches. Maybe get a couple players as well, and have a lot of fun there, right next to uh, the field. Or if they're only using one side of the field, maybe we go on the field. Yeah, it we'll should see. be a fun time there. Uh, let's transition. Keep it in football. 
Former Shepherd University head football coach Monty Cater is a candidate for the 2023 College Football Hall of Fame ballot that was recently announced by the National Football Foundation and College Football Hall of Fame. He's one of 33 coaching candidates from the divisional ranks. As most of you know, he went 245-93-1. and won. That's a 724 winning percentage in his 31 years at Shepherd. He was the winningest active NCAA between all levels at the time of his retirement with 274 victories. Well, I don't know if everybody knew the exact number. Well, yes wins that he had but they but. knew he was there for 31 <laughs> years and he was pretty Maybe. darn good head coach pretty good yeah he led the rams to legendary uh 17 conference titles 13 postseason appearances and they had six undefeated seasons under cater his 245 wins at shepherd are the most by any collegiate football coach at a college or university in the state of west virginia so he's very deserving of being on the ballot yeah, he was the head coach for the 2015 national runner-up team at Shepard that uh, lost in the national championship game with Northwest Missouri State. So, very deserving. Absolutely. I remember that game. Absolutely. Yep. And uh, he's a legend. That's all you can say, really. And um, I think it's a credit, too, that he had Ernie McCook under his staff as the offensive coordinator, and he prepared Coach McCook really well to take over the program. And they're still... Uh, at that nationally relevant. exactly that nationally relevant stage that that coach cater had them for a long time so pretty much haven't missed a beat yeah, you know it's exactly. something i forgot to say that i was disappointed about the golf tournament a little bit when we got there in the morning nick and i did we saw the beast the father of ezra and tyson bajan uh, travis bajan and i talked to him a little bit he was there to be on the heckler's hole and then he just disappeared didn't have a heckler. I was kind of disappointed we didn't have a heckler because I was looking forward to being heckled by him. <laughs> I think we heckled each other enough. That's true. That is true. But just a little side comment there. Uh, Colin, you uh, will be broadcasting uh, the 2022 annual Soapbox Derby here in Martinsburg tomorrow. Uh, what's your prep been like? Uh, just trying to get the brackets. I uh, got a lot of great information about uh, each of the racers as well, thanks to uh, Mike and the crew there for Around the Panhandle magazine getting some bios of uh, each of the kids. But looking forward uh, to it. We did it last year. It was Matt and Matt on the call, so I was in studio. But now I will be uh, doing my best to be doing the play-by-play broadcast side of things there for the uh, Soapbox Derby. Alongside me will be jim klein and i think uh here and there we'll have avery and dylan come on as well and uh that event will be mostly mostly all day tomorrow in downtown martinsburg so you can go there or you can tune in on tv 10 or youtube and then it'll be archived on youtube but uh should be a fun day tomorrow down in downtown martinsburg yep i was told it's gonna happen rain or shine unless it is a downpour or thunderstorms and uh, don't really expect that even if it's a slight rain they said they haven't used the rain date in the 22 years of racing so expect to be there we'll be uh going on the air i have us uh, uh set for 7 30 we'll start by just explaining the brackets and uh how it runs and then they uh told me around 7 45 8 o'clock the racing will begin and we'll be going until uh pretty late in the afternoon so three different brackets you got the stock super stock and masters division so 
Looking Should be a good day of soapbox racing down in downtown Martinsburg. Again, you can tune in all day, basically, from around 7.30 to 3 or 4 in the afternoon on TV10 and WRNR TV on YouTube. And then it'll be archived on WRNR TV on YouTube as well. Uh, that'll do it for this first segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online. They'll deliver it to you. If you don't like it, they'll take it back. Go to HagerstownFord.com. On the other side of this two-minute break, we'll talk NBA Finals Game 4 is set for tonight. That's next. After this two-minute break, you're tuning in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Hagerstown Ford continues to be your leader in car sales up and down the I-81 corridor. We will beat any and all competitors' prices. And we've made buying a new car easier than ever with one-day delivery better than Amazon and a return policy better than Walmart. Your satisfaction is our guarantee. If you don't like it, simply return it and we'll come pick it up. No questions asked. Why would you shop anywhere else? At Hagerstown Ford, we take great pride in our community and supporting our local student-athletes. That's why Hagerstown Ford is the official car dealership of Shepard Rams quarterback Tyson Bajant. Our remote buying process has made new car shopping so easy, you'll never even set foot in a dealership. Simply go to HagerstownFord.com and click on the car you want to buy it, or use the Axle Auto app. It's that easy. You can order your new car on any device. Go to HagerstownFord.com and get your new car signed, sealed, and delivered from Hagerstown Ford. Do you need a place to go for a quick tobacco, soda, snacks, cigarettes, or beer run? Well, then you're in luck, because Enter and Exit has convenience without the cost. Enter and Exit, right off Route 11, is located at 31 Meadow Lane in Martinsburg and soon to be opening in Chambersburg, PA. Enter and Exit is open Monday through Saturday from 8 a.m. to 11 p.m. and Sundays from 9.30 a.m. to 8 p.m. For great convenience without the cost, stop on into Enter and Exit today. Mr. Walkoff is coming back to Nationals Park. A walkoff for Ryan Zimmerman! Be a part of history. Game two of the doubleheader on June 17th. The first 25,000 fans receive an Employee 11 t-shirt. Come early and be part of a special Q&A with Zip. On June 18th, come early and witness the pageantry of Ryan's retirement ceremony. The first 10,000 fans, 12 and under, will receive a 2006 Ryan Zimmerman Kids t-shirt. Get your tickets now. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer Buenick, Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, Avery Newport, Dylan Bishop, happy to have you with us here. We'll get into NBA Finals talk. Uh, we didn't, Nick Collin and I did not get to talk about uh, Game 3, where the uh, Celtics were victorious at home, and uh, they're looking to go up 3-1 in the series tonight. Uh, that game, 9 p.m. on ABC, and they are favored in this one by Caesar Sportsbook by four points. You're pointing, Avery. I mean, does that mean you what, wanted to What are to you talk doing? Or? Why are you directing? No, I was just pointing at the Colin, do you want to talk about Game 3? Obviously, I was happy about Game 3. Big win for uh, Boston. Hoping the uh, Celtics can do it again here 
tonight in game four a little nervous because as we all know golden state's a great team and even though boston got the win there in game three the warriors still had a uh pretty good third quarter in which they actually took the lead in so a little nervous we'll see how things go but i still think that boston can get a win tonight again after what i saw in game three they didn't let draymond green uh affect the game as much as he probably wanted to and even though curry still did his thing and uh clay thompson had a pretty great game as well the key players stepped up and it's in boston again so hopefully they go up 3-1 tonight i i think that the celtics are going to win again tonight there was a comment that i heard uh, from steve kerr's post-game press conference after game three that where he he was asked why kavon looney uh, sat out the entire fourth quarter and he said that basically they were trying to plug holes as if as if like they were a ship that had multiple holes in it uh, (laughs) water coming in and i think that really spoke to the fact that i don't think the warriors know their like go-to lineup i don't know if they have a specific go-to lineup outside of you know they obviously they have their starting lineup but they don't really know like they put in Otto porter he gets uh it's you know maybe it's more shooting but not enough defense you put in gary payton it's more defense not enough shooting keep in looney it's more rebounding not enough spacing and i think the celtics really have that figured out where they have their starting lineup they go to Derek white early they sub out robert williams early they'll go grant williams they'll you know go horford at center i think the celtics are a lot closer to their final form as a team and figuring out the, their streamlined best game plan and the warriors aren't really close to there yet and throw in the fact that steph curry might be limited with his uh, ankle there's a possibility uh, he is full go he he's, says he's yeah. full go and will play tonight. He he'll, yeah. he'll play, but who knows if he's he's probably not going to be a hundred percent. He certainly isn't going to be a hundred percent after you know. Yeah. Is anybody a hundred percent? I was about to say. Is anybody a hundred percent about Rob Williams? And he looked absolutely fantastic. In Fair, but yeah. again, it's an ankle injury, and you know those lower body injuries they have an effect on how you shoot. It it affects how you know the energy transfer you know comes out when you shoot the ball. So. Steph Curry is the best shooter of all time, and that's probably going to affect him if he plays tonight. So if he's not 100%, if he's around 75-80% for tonight's game, then I think the Celtics are in great shape because Dylan made the point yesterday, and he's 100% right, that the Warriors have really leaned on Steph Curry very heavily in this series to keep them afloat. And if he's not 100%, then I think they're really in trouble. And you know they've needed him so much, and they're down 2-1. You know he's poured in thirty plus. I think in every game except for for uh, game three, and you know they're they're losing in the series. So even with him playing at his very best, they haven't been able to do enough to to win some more games in the series. And if he's not his his best self tonight, then I think they're in even worse shape than they were uh, on in game three. Yeah, I mean I picked the Warriors to win this series. Uh, I feel like I have to pick them tonight if they're going to win the series. Yeah. It being a 2-1 deficit and going down 3-1 would be uh, pretty tough to come back from. And the Warriors are known for blowing the 3-1 leads, not coming back from 3-1 leads. So, I don't know. But uh, in terms of if you want to take any positives from that game three, I think for Golden State, was Clay Thompson did play better. He still didn't play great, but I think he played significantly better than he has played in the previous games and 
took a lot of shots, though, to score those 25 points. So it wasn't necessarily the most efficient game for him, but uh, it wasn't a bad performance, I think. And that is definitely a guy they're going to need to step up. But, you know, where is that third or fourth scoring going to come consistently from? You know, maybe Andrew Wiggins. I think Dylan made a really good point about maybe them not knowing their complete lineup at times. Jordan Poole has been pretty inconsistent. Uh, and that bench doesn't have what the Warriors kind of won their championships on in the past was having the best bench in the NBA and consistently getting uh, good performances from that bench. I mean, they have guys that can play well at times like Poole, Payton, Porter, uh, Kaminga, but they just haven't done it in this playoffs or in this finals. So the rotations have been weird too because like in game one we saw a lot of Iguodala. We really haven't seen much of him since then. Well, he uh, was hurt. He missed game yeah. two. Yeah. But, yeah, He was available for game three and didn't come in until garbage time. Yep. Yeah, but Boston is playing well. I think Jalen Brown right now is the MVP of the finals. Yep. If you were to name one at this point. Tatum's been kind of inconsistent. We really haven't seen a great game for him shooting-wise yet. Uh, so I think that will be something to look out for tonight. But I'm going to go with the Warriors just because I picked them before, but I'm definitely not confident about it. It does seem like Boston has regained the momentum. But again, like we like I said before Game 3, I think it could be a back-and-forth series. So the Warriors could bounce back tonight and tie this thing back up. But... Uh, at least on how you're feeling about the last game and with the Curry injury now, it, it does seem to maybe be going Boston's way. I think whoever wins tonight's game wins the series. Mm, that's I, a bold take. I mean, I feel like it's, it's not because one would go up 3-1 or the uh, they would be tied 2-2. Two, two. That's kind of what I said before. Right. It'd be a game bold take tied at 2-2. Boston uh, needed 3-1 to win. Yeah, Otherwise, right. Golden State has home court advantage again. Yeah. I've got kind of an update. This is not on the topic sheet because – we just didn't put it on the topic sheet, but I've got an update kind of to um, what uh, we talked about earlier in the week. Quinn Snyder left, obviously, the Jazz. They've uh, got the go-ahead to interview th- uh, quite a few assistants for other teams. New York Knicks associate head coach Johnny Bryant, Milwaukee Bucks assistant head coach Charles Lee, uh, Celtics assistants uh, Will Hardy and Joe Mazzulla, and then oh, Utah – Utah intends to interview uh, their assistant head coach, Alex Jensen, and former Portland Trailblazers head coach, Terry Stotts. Get Joe Mazzula in there, man. He won a – I want him to stay in Boston. It's my favorite. He beat John Wall and DeMarcus Cousins in the Elite Eight. I mean, single-handedly, you might as well just say, you know. So put him in there. He can can lead the Jazz to the title. Yeah, because he was the best player on that team. That's right. <laughs> I mean, He's only that 33. Game he was. He's only 33, so. Wow. Young he played NBA. for WVU. He did. I didn't know if he knew that. So I knew that. Okay. I hope he did. From 2006 to 2011. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that's a, they've got a lot of candidates so far. So. Uh, New Orleans Pelicans VP of Basketball Operations David Griffin called Zion Williamson a quote max player and it's an easy decision to offer him a big money extension. He's eligible to sign a five-year $181 million max rookie extension this summer. Obviously he missed all last season and having played in just 85 games in his three-year career, career, his availability going forward remains a question. 
Uh, what do we? Th- that's a big decision to offer that guy that amount of money, though he is only what twenty one, twenty two. So he's got a huge career ahead of him if he can stay healthy. Uh, they're really if he signs it, that's a that's a big gamble though by the uh, by the Pelicans. Yeah, well, I think if you're New Orleans, you don't really have much else to lose. You know, you you spent pretty valuable draft capital to draft this guy number one overall. You know, you put your franchise hopes on him. And, of course, he was drafted the year after they traded their previous cornerstone in Anthony Davis. So he was kind of tagged as being the savior of that franchise. And, yeah, you're right. He has had a lot of injury problems. But when he has played, granted it's a limited sample size, but when he has played, he was an all-star. He was an all-NBA quality player. He averaged, I think, 28 points a game in 2020-2021, the, the shortened season. So there is potential there. We've seen him when he's healthy and when he's available. He has pretty tremendous he potential. 27 points a game in 61 games. Yeah, there you go. So, I mean, that's that's a really solid number. He was an all-star that year. Uh, but the Pelicans, at the beginning of this season, there were concerns about maybe Zion was out of shape. His weight maybe gotten a little out of control. So I don't really know if there's an update on what his physical condition is like now. But... Uh, that could potentially be a factor too in in whether they decide to give him the max or not. But purely on a from a talent perspective, if you're the Pelicans, why not? You might as well just just you know. I don't think you have anyone else that can you know you can replace that level of production with. What's considered out of shape for Zion Williams? I mean, the dude's a freak of nature when it comes to body and everything especially back in high school or at duke is what we saw him he was a beast so what is actually considered well, that's the thing he wasn't in that shape he was like pushing 300 pounds at one yeah point. i think he came into the league around 285 so if he's up you know maybe it is like 300 some pounds is out of shape for him but i mean we saw joel and b very early in his career was missing entire seasons for uh for injury especially i think he missed his entire rookie season he misses most he yep. missed his first two games. seasons. His <laughs> yeah. first full seasons, two of them were, were missed. So. Yeah, and obviously Embiid has his issues uh, here and there, but uh, he was able to, from a relative standpoint, uh, get become yeah. a more healthy, reliable part of the lineup, and he's turned into an MVP caliber player. So obviously there's a lot of time for the Pelicans to make this decision on a max contract, but as it stands right now, I think you would have to pretty much take the – Take the risk that maybe he's too injured to live out the contract, but you got to, you know, in case he is and does get healthy, that you got to give him that contract. I think the issue too, though, is it doesn't seem like maybe Zion and the Pelicans have the best relationship. There's because that, I yeah. know there were a lot of reports from Zion's camp, pretty much saying he wanted to be cautious with his injury, and it wasn't that he wanted to sit out, but he just didn't think he was ready to go. And the Pelicans, I guess, their doctors had kind of cleared him and thought he should be out there toward the end of the season. So that was kind of an issue this year that I found interesting with this. And it does seem like, I mean, New Orleans, that organization has issues keeping their star players happy. Chris Paul wasn't happy after probably seven years there or so. And Anthony Davis spent you know a good portion of his young career in New Orleans and eventually kind of got tired of it. And, you know, how long will Zion Williamson, Williamson want to be there? The Pelicans do have a decent core with Zion, Brandon Ingram uh, kind of leading the way. C.J. McCollum, too. Yeah, McCollum coming in and over the trade. So 
Yeah, it's a decent big three. I don't think it's a championship big three, but it's at least a playoff team, I think, if everybody's healthy and they can pick up some good pieces around those guys. Made the playoffs this year without him. Yeah, so was Zion, you know, your higher seed in the playoffs, uh, probably. But there there are those issues that I think you have to consider with, will Williamson want to be there? Because obviously they've already kind of had some uh, difficulties within the organization between those two sides based on his injury that's a really good point and i think there's also some precedent there too because there's another star player who's in a similar situation Kawhi leonard a couple of years ago i'm sorry if i stole your point dylan but <laughs> there's a you know when Kawhi was playing for the spurs he his injury he thought uh his injury was far more severe and the spurs doctors had cleared him and they wanted him to come back and play and Kawhi's camp said no he's not ready yet and that led him to only playing nine games in his final season for the Spurs, and he ended up getting traded to Toronto, which essentially built their championship team right then and there. So there is history here that a star player and his camp disagreed with team doctors, and it led to a trade that ultimately was a component in building a champion. So, you know, that could very well be what ends up happening with Zion, is that their camps just can't agree and they find another home for him elsewhere. Now, granted, it, it's not a guarantee that that's going to happen or where he ends up, but my point is that this has happened before, and uh, that could be potentially developing in New Orleans. All right. Well, that's a good topic. We got a lot out of that topic. All right. Well, that'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, sponsored in part by Orsini's Home Store, not just some appliance store any longer. Cabinets and designer bedding, outdoor living is family owned and operated right here in Martinsburg. At 360 Hack Wilson Way, go to Orsini's.com for more. On the other side of this break, we'll talk NFL. A lot of news coming out. Uh, more Commander Stadium news. Plus, Drew Brees was officially out, and who will replace him? That's next after this two-minute break. Hi, this is Lauren from Orsini's right here in Martinsburg. Grilling is not just for the boys. We are a platinum Traeger dealer carrying the Pro Series all the way up to the Timberline Series. We have every flavor of wood pellets along with accessories, rubs, sauces, not just Traeger. We carry Utz, Meat Church, Lanes, and Dizzy Pig. We also carry a full line of Yeti products. Orsini's has everything to complete your backyard. Visit us at 360 Hack Wilson Way or at Orsini's.com. What do you get when the longest, hardest, widest runway in the state of West Virginia is asked to host the 250th birthday of Berkeley County? A once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to witness an afternoon of fun, music, and finish with the largest fireworks show worthy of a 250-year-old. Visit Eastern West Virginia Regional Airport on Sunday, July 3rd with gates opening at 2.50 p.m., of course. We'll have food trucks, libation, and something for all ages as we celebrate Berkeley 250. Go to berkeleywv250.com and click on events to get the full lineup of fun. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. 
WVU Medicine is pleased to introduce six new providers who've joined our medical staffs at Berkeley Medical Center, Jefferson Medical Center, and University Healthcare Physicians. Dr. Safdar Akbar, Emergency Medicine. Physician's Assistant, Misty Hunsader, Interventional Radiology. Nurse Practitioner, Elena Diggs, Urgent Care. Physician's Assistant, Catherine Lee, Emergency Medicine. Psychiatrist, David Marks, Family Medicine, Psychology. And Physician's Assistant, Stephanie Maybe, Neurology. WVU Medicine, growing to meet the needs of our community. Now, back to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Where's those boys got the counter? I get 55 to the gallon. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, Colin, Avery, and Dylan hanging out with you today. Uh, It's another day. More Commander's news, this time about the stadium. Uh, The Virginia General Assembly has officially tabled uh, their talks for a new stadium bill in the Commonwealth of Virginia. They'll have to wait until next year to learn whether any funding for the stadium will be received. Uh, That's another loss for the commanders. Uh, In a statement, they said they support the decision to postpone the vote and further examine the situation because of the, quote, complexity of this endeavor coupled with the remarkable economic development opportunity that we believe our our new venue project represents end quote they also said they look to quote forward to continued engagement and open dialogue with state stakeholders across the commonwealth to share their vision and hear directly from communities on their economic development objectives and how we can be trusted reliable partner to realize those outcomes end quote so they're not getting a new stadium money from the state of virginia at least until next year which would even further delay um, building a stadium that they want to start or they want to play by 2027 or 2028. So what you're telling us is D.C. doesn't want them. Virginia doesn't want them. They don't want to be in Maryland. So the St. Louis Commanders is a realistic possibility here. The Martinsburg Commanders. Mm -hmm. Uh, No, but Larry Hogan (laughs) said the state would lease – that's the Maryland governor said they would uh, issue up to 400 million in bonds to build up the area around the current stadium, but would not help pay for a new stadium. So it's they have the availability to go back to Landover, stay in Landover. Yeah, but Landover was not an ideal location for the stadium to it's begin not. with. Which you know, I I don't know why they would want to do that. Um, Again, Snyder didn't build the stadium. Jack Kent Cook built it. But either way, like it was a bad decision at the time, and it would be a bad decision now if Snyder were to make it. So he doesn't make the football decisions. He doesn't make any. Dan Snyder doesn't make any decisions mm-hmm. right now. He it definitely doesn't make bad. Ones. Mrs. Tanya Snyder. That That's right, Dylan. That would still be Snyder, though. So yeah, Being yeah. Correct. I didn't say which Snyder yeah, was making decisions. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm not surprised by it. There's too much negative publicity. And then this the whole Jack Del Rio thing. Right also, now. I don't so. want to get into that. Yeah. But I don't either. I was it's just, just saying. It's way you too much that. negativity around. Why would you want to do anything associated with them? 
especially a new stadium right now when there's too much negativity going around. Hopefully, as you said, next year maybe it'll come around, and by then maybe somebody new will come around at the ownership too. Maybe. Who knows? All when right. the commanders move to St. Louis, are you guys going to still be commander fans? They're not moving You're really to St. pushing Louis, this St. Louis thing, Nick. St. Louis love the Rams, man. And they just let them go back to L.A. and yeah. ruin their fandom. Well, not well, without the, a fight, though. I mean, they, you know, they were in court for quite some time. They they the NFL, all the settlement. NFL owners just Obviously, paid them all billions, millions yeah. of dollars. That's D.C., the San Diego Maryland Commanders, Maryland and Virginia, man. that's Ravens wait, territory. Hey, wait a minute. San Diego Commanders, wasn't that the uh, the Alliance the team? The team or the AAF? Yeah, the, the AAF team. San I think Diego that's doesn't want was. a team. They have the car- Chargers. You know who does, though? London. The London Commanders. The London Commanders. That's no. an idea. No. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Or uh, Germany. Munich. Munich Commanders. The Tokyo Commanders, maybe? Right? What other Mexico City? How many other locations? Toronto? Is, you could, right you could strike down right the now? CFL right where, where now. Are we Russia? Going? I don't know, but uh, we, we can know. <laughs> All right, let's move on here. Uh, we've known for quite a, some Russia time. work for their nickname. We've known for <laughs> quite some time that Drew Brees was most likely out at NBC uh, for both the Notre Dame color analyst position and on NBC's NFL pregame show. It wasn't made official until the other day uh, that the NBC announced that he will not be returning. Uh, so there's been a little speculation of who will be um, the new replacement for him. Uh, it has now been announced by NBC that former Cowboys and Giants coach Jason Garrett will replace Drew Brees on NBC's NFL pregame show Football Night in America. Uh, he could still also succeed Brees as NBC's Notre Dame game analyst, but a final decision for that has not yet been made. And that would be a whole new team there doing the Notre Dame games as Mike Tirico, who called Notre Dame last year, is going to be is being promoted to Sunday Night Football in place of Al Michaels, who's gone on to be the voice of Amazon's Thursday Night Football, which will begin this fall. So Jason Garrett, officially out of coaching for the time being, and will now be an NFL analyst on NBC's Sunday Night or Football Night in America. Is he doing Notre Dame? No. Did you not just hear what I said? I only listened to. He part could of be, it. but I he said, said he could still be. He could still succeed Breeze as NBC's Notre Dame game analyst, but no final decision. I always thought that it was funny they put Breeze as Notre Dame's game analyst because he went to Purdue, and Notre Dame and Purdue are big rivals. Well, Doug Flutie know. used to be Notre Dame's game analyst, and he went to Boston College. They're also rivals true. Garrett has well. been calling USFL games for NBC this spring with Jack Collinsworth. Collinsworth, who is a Notre Dame grad, or yeah, Notre Dame graduate and son of Chris Collinsworth. Uh, is also is a candidate for the play-by-play position. So if they kind of get the ratings back, get everything back, if they think that's a good team, then they could just throw them on the Notre Dame. That games. could work. Does NBC really expect me to watch Jason Garrett on their broadcast and be like, yeah, this guy knows what he's talking about? Cowboy, no. Cowboys. It's another Cowboys guy. Yay. That's yeah. now – that would be three. At least that I can count off the top of my head. He wasn't even good enough for Giants offensive coordinator. I mean, come on. Well, we've known one already failed. Monday Night Football well, I mean, failed experiment with Jason Witten. The offensive coordinator for Daniel Jones and have success. Yeah, that's a fair point. <laughs> you couldn't get Dak Prescott over the hump, though. You know. Yeah, but maybe that's more people overrate Dak, Dak Prescott. 
or maybe uh, just follow the common denominator, Jason Garrett. I want to go back to the commanders moving. <laughs> we don't have, we're not talking about that, Nick. Your mic is officially off. Twice. You got muted twice in one show. All right, let's move on. Wow. The Vegas Raiders and wide receiver Hunter Renfro. Renfro have the Vegas great. Commanders. The Vegas Raiders? The Vegas Commanders. They'll move to Vegas, too. <laughs> no, you're not taking my microphone. So what, led, what led the it's Raiders to move to Vegas? They couldn't get a stadium. Okay. If you can't get a stadium, Cleveland moved to Baltimore. This is a problem. You have to be worried about this as a Washington fan. If they can't get a new stadium, they're going to St. Louis. Come to the Ravens. We're far less messy, I promise. Oakland's a lot easier to be a Ravens fan. All right, let's move on. The the Raiders and wide receiver Hunter Renfro have agreed to a two-year, $32 million contract extension with $21 million guaranteed. A source has confirmed to ESPN that comes a couple days after uh, the deal there for the Rams wide receiver, the extension for him. Uh, what do we think about this extension? It's two years, $32 million. That's 16 a year with 21 guaranteed. Hunter Renfro, uh, you know, not a top wide receiver in the NFL, but obviously. He is for them. A top wide Devontae receiver. Adams Devontae exists. Adams exists. Yeah. That's true, but they just got him, okay? You can thank the Jacksonville Jaguars for giving Christian Kirk all the money in the world. So that's yeah. just Well, Renfro is actually decent, though. Yeah. Yeah. He's really good in fantasy. Yeah. Wish I had him. PPR. I was about to say, I I agreed with a point that you made off the air. Spencer just continues to show all these wide receivers that are getting the uh, big paychecks and back to Washington. Why haven't they for Terry McLaurin? What happened, was it last year or the year before? Who got big extensions right before (laughs) training camp? Jonathan Allen, Mm -hmm. Logan Thomas. So if that's kind of the way they're doing things, and we've got about two months before we get an extension, but it is only a few days after the commanders have officially gotten a lot more cap space for next season, or the upcoming seasons with Landon Collins post-June 1 cut off the salary cap. So, Just got to keep waiting. I mean, we gotta they, keep waiting. they obviously that need cost, to pay him. That, that travel expenses to St. Louis is going to be too much for them to move or pay Terry McLaurin You're going to get money. fired from the co-host position. You know that? You're playing a dangerous game here, I was about man. to say, Spencer <laughs> can't wait again. to get to the beach. Yeah, at this point. Um, <laughs> Pete Carroll said Thursday that the Seahawks remain optimistic about getting uh, optimistic, excuse me, about getting a done a deal done with DK Metcalf. We like to have it's, fun here in the sports mix. Everybody. So DK Metcalf, if he's going to get an extension, where's that going to make Terry McLaurin's extension go? I was going to say, is it the oh. sports mix or the slorts mix? Because <laughs> you uh, got, said optimistic. Real show here. We're I, talking okay. about. We're, we're going to get back to the it. show. Here's before. the thing. We've talked about this before with Terry McLaurin. You know. Where do you value him as a wide receiver? Because I don't think Renfro got a ton of money no. per year. So at sixteen, Terrence is expected to be twenty-five to twenty to thirty. You would consider Renfro a really good slot receiver. You would consider Terry McLaurin to be a potential number one receiver. We haven't seen him with a sustainable quarterback yet, so it's kind of hard to evaluate him. But he makes big plays with the guys that they have had. So I'd say he's a number one, but I wouldn't say he's top tier. Metcalf is a number one that most people would consider top tier. I tend to think he's a tad bit overrated, but still a really good receiver. So somewhere in between Renfro and Metcalf is probably what you're going to have to pay 
McLaurin. We don't know what the Metcalf number is yet. It's probably going to be more than Tyreek Hill, I would think, because he's younger. That is so true. That gives him more value. But DK Metcalf did have Russell Wilson thrown to him the last couple that of years. Now he's got now Drew, Lock, Drew Locke. Drew Locke is knows? the best quarterback of all time. Where did that come from? <laughs> what? I don't know. What do you want today? Best Missouri quarterback of all time. Yeah. I think Nick's just Chase ready to be Daniel? a host for a week. Blaine Gabbert? Come on, there's some names here. I think Chase that Daniel? Drew yeah, Locke is bad, but he could <laughs> potentially develop this year with a legitimate... He hasn't really had a shot for more than a few games at Bring a time. Bring back Geno. Well, that, that's a possibility. Neither Carol of those guys are as good as Russell Wilson, but Matty could Ball. Metcalf and Lockett... You know, those are two top 25 receivers in the league. Can they both maybe make Drew Locke better than what he really is? I don't know. That's a great question. Probably we'll not. F- find out but at we'll some see. point this next season. Uh, but that will do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, sponsored in part by Parsons Ford. Ken Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more. On the other side of this break, we'll wrap up the show, talk a little Nationals, Orioles, and a uh, Get back to a little local high school sports here. Um, big commitment for a first-team All-State player, plus softball AAA All-State teams released by the West Virginia Sports Writers Association. All that when we wrap things up next on the Sports Mix. With four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states, Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords, financing from 0%, Parsons' goal of financing for all, and Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. Safety doesn't come from owning a gun. It comes from knowing how to safely use it. Valley Guns 2 off I-81 Exit 5 Inwood helps you build your safety skills with a variety of courses taught by NRA certified instructors. Sign up now for the Saturday, June 11, Basic Fundamentals of Shooting a Handgun course. This class qualifies the student for a West Virginia concealed carry permit. No prerequisite courses are required to take this class. To register today and find out more, visit valleyguns2.com. That's valleyguns2.com. Mountaineer Grill and Pub offers many daily specials, including Trivia Night Monday, Karaoke Tuesday, Steak Night Wednesday and Sunday, Thursday Night Boneless Wing Night, and on Friday and Saturday nights, there'll be a DJ and or karaoke. And remember, Monday through Friday, happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m., $2 domestic bottles and $2.50 domestic drafts. Let's go to some beers. Mountaineer Grill and Pub. If you're in an accident, the first thing that you have to do is call 911. You have to get medical care immediately. The next thing you need to do is call us. When you hire us at the Skinner Law Firm, what we do is we are going to investigate your case. We're going to lay out the options that you have, all at no cost to you. We will use all of our resources and all of our experience to get you what you deserve. The Skinner Law Firm, SkinnerFirm.com. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. 
Welcome back to this final segment of the Sports Mix for your Friday, June 10th, 2022. Brought to you in part by the Marriott Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors. John Everson and Phil McCoy. You can call Ameriprise Financial Services at 304-263-4343 or stop by their offices at 1270 Winchester Avenue right here in Martinsburg. Spencer Pui, Nick Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, Avery Newport, Dylan Bishop. Happy to have you with us here as we wrap things up on this edition of the Sports Mix. Uh, not so great comeback for Steven Strasburg last night, but he's not. he didn't come back injured or he didn't leave injured. So you got to take Send a positive from there. No, you got to give him against some major league competition. He gave up. No, you told us to send Adley down, so you guys need to. <laughs> yeah, send after like how Strasburg long? How, how long was that? Has Adley been in? The, it's like three. Four how long weeks? has Strasburg been in the majors? He still can't pitch. Send him back down. Well, he, he obviously did. Uh, how well did he pitch most recently? Terrible. All right, whatever. Seven earned runs, eight hits, yeah. two walks, and four and two thirds innings. Eighty-three today, pitches. <laughs> uh, Sixty-three of those eighty-three pitches were for strikes. He averaged about ninety-two on his fastball. Um, and he got up to 93, struck out five. So kind of, you know, getting back to what he is. But it's going to take some time because you went from two single-A games for rehab to one triple-A game, and it's now you got to go back majors. to the majors. That's why I, so I, I thought maybe, you were going nuts about him coming up, and I'm like, give him more time. Because I saw this coming. I mean, granted, it's just one game. You can go with that. Well, it's against the Marlins, too. I mean, the Marlins don't necessarily have a great lineup either. Like, I feel like he exactly. shouldn't have given up seven earned. They're That's better a, than the AAA team that they play against. I'd hope so. Yeah, probably. Probably. Come on. Well, you got the Chisholm. Yeah, he's good. He's very good. He'll be an all-star. Uh, Jesus Sanchez pretty good as well. Um, but... Uh, it's, you gotta get. You gotta work back into it. A national start a three game weekend series with the Brewers, and then they'll have the Atlanta Braves at home next week, as well as a five game weekend series with the Phillies to make up for one of those games missed early in the year. And next Sat- Friday and Saturday, Ryan Zimmerman Day. Uh, the Nationals, I believe, released a list of the former players coming back uh, for the Zimmerman weekend. Um, now I can't find said list. But uh, Danny Espinoza, Ian Desmond, uh, off the top of my head, Jordan Zimmerman, um, just to name a few. Jason Wirth will be there as well. Gio Gonzalez, Adam LaRoche. So a lot of the nationals that were kind of there when things started going right there in 2012, uh, there to uh, you know help him. Or you know, be there for him when he goes into the Nationals Hall of Fame, gets his jersey retired. Jordy Mercer, Lance Nix, Brian Schneider, also among in a, among players in attendance. Brian Schneider was there from 07 or 05 to 07, so obviously there when things started for him and the Nats weren't they just gotten there as a franchise. But it should be a good time next weekend. Uh, the Orioles they keep losing and uh, they got bigger problems. The sons of Orioles owner are feuding over control of the team. The Orioles owner, uh, Peter Angelos, I believe he's... He's senile. He doesn't. Yes. He yeah. no longer has control of the team. His sons have been controlling the team for a uh, couple years now. Yes. And uh, they are suing each other. I think the younger son uh, is suing the older son because uh, their dad's will or trust or something said that uh, both sons would have equal amount of control of the team, and one of the sons has taken a bit uh, larger of a share of control. 
and he's trying to force a move to Nashville, and there's a whole bunch of stuff that is... Whoa, what? I didn't know about that. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. It's uh, all detailed in this lawsuit. It's all public now, so really fascinating stuff. I mean, of course, a lot of us are Orioles fans, so it's not good to hear that news, but uh, yeah, just a total bombshell. Pretty interesting. You'll have to Maybe they'll finally that. sell the team. Do it. Move them. I'm done with them. <laughs> I don't want them to move to Nashville, but I want them to spend some money. Oh, yeah, move them. Yeah. I don't care. I'm done with them. Wow. There's so much yeah, apathy in this room. Yeah. Goodness. Well, Nats baseball on the station all weekend. Tonight, 7.05. Tomorrow, 4.05. One, on Sunday. That'll all be 30 minutes prior with the pregame show from the Nats Radio Network. I uh, want to congratulate uh, some local softball players, the West Virginia Sports Writers Association class, uh, AAA uh, All-State softball team was released the other day. Um, let me get the list up here. Lacey Lewis from Jefferson on the first team. Second team, Rebecca Munslow, the freshman. And honorable mention, Emily Colt from Spring Mills. Also want to shout out uh, Jordan Holmes from Musselman as he's made his commitment to continue his academic career at an athletic career at Glenville State University. He was a first-team All-State player and averaged 17 per game along with 5.4 rebounds. So just want to get those news items out there because we weren't on the air yesterday. You guys didn't see those. I didn't send those to you. Uh, But congratulations to the All-State softball uh, team as well as Jordan Holmes for making his commitment. That'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. Uh, Again, I'll be out all next week. So Nick, Colin, Avery, and Dylan, you'll hear a combination of them all next week. But that'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. For Avery, Dylan, Colin, Nick, I'm Spencer saying so long, and they'll talk to you next week. 